If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. If you have wondered, what is it like to live on Mars? Well, now you can maybe try it out. It's a simulation run by NASA. The space agency is looking for participants to live on a fake Mars for a full year to help them prepare for human exploration on the planet. Okay, Uh, that's kind of cool, I guess. It's uh, a mission that's going to take place on a 3D printed habitat called the Mars Dune Alpha. This is the second of three missions, which will have four volunteers living in a 1,700-square-foot Mars simulation. The mission's called CHAPEA, C-H-A-P-E-A, for Crew Health and Performance Exploration Analog. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, And it obviously simulates a future Mars habitat with separate areas for living and working. It includes four living quarters for each volunteer, a workspace, a medical station, lounge areas, and a galley, along with food growing stations. Just like life on actual Mars, there will be limited resources. Volunteers in the simulation will go on a simulated spacewalk and will have to work to maintain the habitat, grow crops, and work with robotics. They will experience typical environmental stressors of the planet, as well as equipment failures and delays in communications. Now, the ground mission is going to kick off in the spring of next year, 2025, and those who are interested have until April 2nd of this year, 2024, to apply. Now, to qualify, you must be a motivated U.S. citizen or permanent resident between the ages of 30 and 55. You must be a non-smoker. You must have a strong desire for unique, rewarding adventures and interest in contributing to NASA's work to prepare for the first human journey to Mars. Applicants will also have to experience working in STEM. You know, that's... uh science, technology, engineering, and math, uh, or other sciences and professional experience, or at least two years of doctoral work in these areas, or a test pilot program, or if you have a thousand hours of piloting experience, that could qualify you too. And if you have military experience or a bachelor's degree in a STEM field and four years of professional experience, that could qualify you too. Volunteers will be compensated for the mission. Does not say what that compensation will be. The first 
Chapia mission is still underway, and NASA is using the experience to learn about health and performance during Mars explorations. Duh, that's what the mission is supposed to do. So we'll see, uh, they claim in this story, you know, a similar mission is to learn about the moon. Uh, we're, do, we're calling that mission Artemis. Yeah, except that's been postponed. Uh, they keep blowing that off. So we'll see if that actually ever happens. We're supposed to land on the moon today. Uh, this afternoon, as a matter of fact, for those of you listening live, today is the 22nd of February, 2024. So this afternoon, uh, perhaps by the time you're hearing this podcast, we should have at least landed on the moon with the Adeus program, uh, the moon lander that we're looking for water. And so we talked about that on a previous podcast. So that may have happened already. Good. NASA definitely needs the win. So, if you'd like to do it, all you have to do is apply by April 2nd. Good luck, and God bless. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So I was looking at the uh, the footage of the... <laughs> The United Airlines flight that was flying from San Francisco to Boston and then diverted to Denver because of wing damage. Now, it looks like it was struck by, I don't know, uh, of multiple birds or one giant bird. Maybe they missed the pterodactyl <laughs> flying uh, into the wing as they were taking off because... Uh, they claim that the passenger said, hey, uh, you know, I heard a big loud bang when we were taking off. And then about uh, 40 minutes into the flight, the pilot came and took a look out the window and uh, went back in and said, uh, yeah, we've discovered we have a little bit of damage on one of our front flaps. Uh, we're going to go ahead and divert to Denver. Uh, I will put you all on a different plane. No problem. So uh, they posted it and uh, they, you know, obviously congratulations to the pilot and the co-pilot uh, for landing the plane uh, perfectly. And no, no one was harmed. United Flight 354 uh, diverted to Denver landed with the uh you know with a damaged wing and all everyone was safe great job thank you one passenger posted pictures and said hey uh heard a, a noise after reaching altitude much louder than normal i opened the window to see the wing looking like this and there's a picture of the damaged wing how panicked should i be do i need to tell a flight crew member well the answer would be no, you don't need to panic. And yes, you need to tell a flight crew member. I don't know when the pilot came to look at the plane, but obviously someone was told. Then there was Kevin Clark, who posted a video of the plane as they were uh, in Denver. And he uh, actually narrated the video. Just about to land in Denver. All right. The wing coming apart on yeah, the video is just showing the plane, the wing. Took off in San Francisco. And we're just about on the ground. Can't wait for this flight to be over. Yeah, no kidding. They've got another plane waiting for us. Continue to Boston. Touchdown any second in the nightmare. And over. And it hits the ground. Yes. 
remain intact. Pilot now, Kevin. It's just a little piece of the wing. Calm down. Yeah, we're breaking hard now. That's the way planes stop on uh, on a runway. They break hard. Anyway, uh, I'm not making fun of Kevin because it's a scary time and he's looking at the wing and wanting to land and have this thing be over with. No question. Just another example. Uh, it's an older plane. Uh, we'll see what happens. I know this is a 757 Boeing aircraft, 29 years old. Originally went into service in 1994 with Continental Airlines. So, I mean, I'm sure it's been, you know, taken care of and maintenance been taken care of for years. But uh, not many of us have vehicles as old as this airplane was. I mean, most of us that have vehicles uh, that were made in the 2000s think that it's old. And this was another, <laughs> you know, 1994. That seems like a long time ago. Uh, that's because it was, Jeff. <laughs> oh, okay. So anyway, congratulations to the pilots who landed this uh, aircraft safely with uh, all aboard and no issues. This was not a 737-9 MAX airplane. That's the plane that's come under uh, quite a bit of scrutiny these past few days, past few weeks, as they've had, uh, oh, I don't know, doors flying off, that kind of thing. Now, Boeing has uh, acted... And uh, they have, well, told the head of Boeing, hey, why don't you take a hike? And I apologize. It is not the head of Boeing. It is the head of Boeing's 737 MAX program. So uh, Ed Clark hit the bricks. And uh, Katie Ringgold will be taking over the 737 MAX program. The CEO of Boeing Commercial Airplane Unit, Stan Deal, still has a job, and uh, he's blaming it on those people. So we'll see if that actually helps. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. So it didn't say in the story if uh, the Mars simulation was going to bring along goat soap for cleanliness uh, during the uh, simulation, but they should. They should go to qpgoatsoap.com and uh, go ahead and bring it along for the Mars simulation. Look, it's real soap, old school, hand poured, made from scratch, and uh, it'll moisturize the way most commercial bars simply don't. And that's by design, by the way. 
Raw goat milk uh, makes uh, the soap special. It's creamy and soft with a rich sudsy lather. All the essential proteins and nutrients are preserved in goat milk soap and delivered in a finished bar of real soap. It really is some of the best soap on the market today. Um, QPGoatSoap.com Look, Quinn started making his goat soap at an early age and found out that uh, it's the best soap made. And so he decided to have his own herd of goats, which is why he is the goat king. And they ship out amazing soaps all over the country. Why not have them shipped to you or to uh, the Mars simulator? I mean, that needs to happen. So uh, Quinn's company also makes amazing laundry soap. They should be doing some laundry in the Mars simulation as well. Uh, Leave your clothes clean and smelling fresh. No need to use those harsh detergents on your clothes when you could be using something natural and handmade. Only takes about a tablespoon per load of laundry. QPGoatSoap.com. It's time to take your soap game to the next level because you shouldn't settle for anything less than the best. QPGoatSoap.com. Use the offer code Jeffy. Get 10% off the total order. QPGoatSoap.com. Well, I see Jeff Bezos uh, isn't concerned about the lottery. There was no winner, by the way, uh, in the Powerball last night. So it rolls over to $376 million jackpot with $177.5 million cash payout on Saturday, the 24th of February, 2024. And then the Mega Millions drawing is tomorrow, the 23rd of February, 2024, for $525 million dollars jackpot 247.1 cash payout bezos uh unloaded 14 million amazon.com inc shares of stock worth 2.4 billion dollars uh finishing in just uh, nine trading days uh and so uh good luck uh he disclosed earlier this month that uh, to sell up to 50 million shares Oh, so I mean, that gets you to like eight and a half billion (laughs) dollars. Okay. Uh, Yeah, no problem. I guess the wife needs a new, uh, some new, some work done. I don't know. Uh, I know he's moving to Florida, right? So he's going to save on some capital gains and there's no income tax uh, in Florida. So it's going to save him hundreds of millions of dollars now he's i guess he's still worth 191.3 billion but this might take a little dent out of that i'm not sure but i don't know that jeff is actually playing the lotto and if he is stop it leave it for us jeff okay the lotto is for us low-life people us unwashed masses well we're washed with quinn's goat soap but you get what i mean all right let's go to the break room (laughs) (laughs) I need something cold to drink desperately. So I guess the FTC will remain busy. Uh, They've been pretty busy lately anyway, but we have Disney uh, striking a deal for Sony to take over the DVD Blu-ray disc business, which means Disney announced the closure of its Disney Movie Club, a service offering exclusive and discounted Blu-ray and DVD titles. So 
you know that uh, that that is history thanks to a deal for Sony to take over the DVD Blu-ray disc business. Capital One is buying rival Discover Financial, uniting two of America's biggest credit card companies in an all-stock tie-up worth more than $35 billion. That will end well. Don't you worry about that. (laughs) Uh, Universal Music Group uh, purchases a $240 million stake in Chord Music, who owns music from artists like The Weeknd, John Legend, and David Gouda. Uh, Purchase values of the artist catalogs are at about $1.85 billion. So they just need a little stake in that. We just need a little piece of that. Okay, $240 million worth of chord music buzzfeed is uh selling complex to e-commerce platform network ntwrk in a 108.6 million dollar all cash deal and they've already said yeah we're gonna lay off about 16 percent of uh, the remaining workforce so you know don't worry about it. We're going to do this deal, and uh, we're going to take the $108.6 million cash deal, and then we're going to go ahead and lay off a bunch of people. So there's that. And then we have a coming strike, possible. Uh, the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, and I am a fan of the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, the IATSE, is about to step into the spotlight and probably get you know causing a strike to happen uh they represent according to this a diverse cadre of over 168,000 below the line workers man you talk about unwashed masses yeah we represent the below the line workers oh okay you know the guys set designers and technicians who makeup artists and prop handlers yeah the below the line workers <laughs> <laughs> so they've got the contract negotiations coming up uh in the beginning of march so we'll see uh could be a big yeah big strike there i mean what let's see what could they possibly want could they want higher wages yeah manageable working hours yeah improved health benefits yeah uh fair streaming project pay yeah and they have AI and CG tech concerns. Yeah, so those are all going to be part of the you know, part of the uh, part of the negotiations. We shall see. Uh, you know, I guess the best case is that they work out a deal, and the worst case is uh, everybody strikes, and uh, you give us more money, and we want to work less. We want better health benefits, and if you uh, stream any of the projects or use AI, we want money from that as well too. So good luck. Good luck to the IATSE, you know, all you below-the-line workers. Okay, so you can follow me on uh, my social media accounts uh, on X at JeffyJFR. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. YouTube is Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can email the show anytime, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. I do read them all. I may not respond to them, but I do see them and I do read them. Thank you very much for sending uh, your emails to chewingthefat at theblaze.com. And you can order a cameo from me uh, just at JeffyJFR on the Cameo app. I believe it's Jeff Fisher on 
the Cameo website, and you just tell me whether you want me to be happy, glad, sad, mad, mean, whatever you need, and that's uh, the Cameo that I do. Cameo takes their cut, and I'm their trained monkey, and, and I'm your trained monkey. I do what you ask. It's that simple. And so uh, I have that. I do not have a TikTok yet. There are members of my family who have a TikTok. I did see this story about a woman in Atlanta who started a 52-part series on TikTok. This is going to be a mini-series on Netflix or Hulu or Paramount Plus, or there's going to be a platform that makes this into a mini-series. All right, she, (laughs) Risa Tisa, uh, started her TikTok playlist recounting a relationship from start to finish. And it's pretty incredible. And the name of the playlist is Who TF Did I Marry? Question mark, exclamation point, question mark. Who TF Did I Marry? And it's been trending on TikTok for a, a, a while since she started posting on it okay and it's pretty incredible she uh she identifies on tiktok as uh, at risa m tisa as risa tisa she's been posting videos about this and the videos tell in detail the story of her marriage to a man she alleges was a narcissist and a pathological liar though she acknowledged she was never formally diagnosed as being either now i will say this uh if it's true it's uh oh it's fascinating even if it's not true (laughs) what a great story and uh it's amazing uh how she talks about she was conned by this guy who according to him was well off financially having played arena football at one point before moving from california to atlanta to serve as the vp of a well-known condiment company and this uh two weeks after covid hit they decided to uh quarantine in tisa's home together uh, now he got a big payout according to her boyfriend and he would cover all the bills and uh, they would start looking to buy a home together that's where the story begins to get interesting. <laughs> now, I'll let Tisa tell you the very beginning. Hi, and welcome. We all know why you're here. You're here for part of the new series that I am calling Who the F*** Did I Marry? I'm going to create this playlist series, um... And I'm going to tell the story of how I met, dated, married, and divorced a real pathological liar. She's putting face um, cream on now. She's just talking to us. This is my introduction slash disclaimer video. First and foremost, I'm going to be truthful, even if it makes me look bad. I'm going to be honest. But I'm also not going to be disrespectful to anyone that was involved. Okay. I'm not going to use people's real names because I don't have their permission to do so. The name has been changed. does not want any sort of litigation. Ha. Um, I will tell you off the top, I have a sense of humor and I have sarcasm. So things that you see me laughing at, none of this is funny. But in order to get through it, I have to laugh. If I cry, I cry. I'm human. I'm a woman. This was traumatic. Um, I'm going to do the best I can to upload as much of the story as I can um, because I know people get so annoyed with the follow for part four. Follow me for part 17. I'm just going to do the best I can to keep uploading the videos 
fight each other time. Okay. I'm going to it's go in over order 50. Don't worry from about the it. time we met until the time I got our divorce decree in the mail. Okay. So that is a lot of time to cover. Please give me the grace to just get it out. Um, it may not be all in one day. It may not be all in two days. But what I can tell you is even if you don't necessarily, necessarily see a video, I'm probably recording it and yeah. then I will upload it into the playlist titled, Who the f*** Did I Marry? Okay. So that's <laughs> she goes out a little bit longer in that opening video. But awesome. And it will be. It will be a miniseries for sure. So, I mean, she has, you know, over a million followers now. They have, uh, you know, millions of, uh, tens of millions of likes. And so it's a great idea. Remember, I mean, it's happened before with stories. Remember the story on uh, TikTok that uh, ended up a series? Or, I mean, uh, Twitter, when it was Twitter, uh, that ended up a, uh, a series. The uh, the Zola, yeah, the movie uh, made in 2021, the 148-part Twitter thread posted by dancer uh, Ozzy Wells back in 2015. Yeah, so, I mean, this, there's a, there's a mini-series coming from Risa Tisa, I guarantee it. So I don't even know if uh, Risa Tisa needs to move or has to move. I mean, this all happened in Atlanta. I haven't listened to every episode of Who TF Did I Marry? But if you have to absolutely positively buy or sell a home, uh, sometimes you just have to. You want real estate agents, I trust, on your side. Now, it's Glenn Beck's company. He started it a long time ago because he was tired of dealing with incompetent real estate agents. So if, uh, you know, he figured if he had to, uh, then if he was tired of it and sick of it, then he probably wasn't alone. And let's face it, buying and selling homes are not fun. It's a lot of work. It can really be confusing. And you don't want to be making a lot of mistakes in this economy, especially. So the agents uh, they work with at realestateagentsitrust.com are the best in your area. They're top sellers. They know the lay of the land and the best practices to get you and your family where you need to go, whether it's across the street or across the country. Uh, most of these agents are fans of the show. So uh, you'll have a little something in common when you first start things out. So do yourself and your family a favor and check them out today. Real estate agents, I trust com and really i mean hello the name says it all real estate agents i trust real estate agents i trust.com real estate agents i trust.com Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Who died today? Who died today? Ewan McIntosh, E-W-E-N, McIntosh, M-A-C-I-N-T-O-S-H. Uh, rest in peace, 
dead at the age of 50. You know, Ewan, is it Ewan? Is it Ewan? Is it Ewan? It's Ewan. It's Ewan. I'm going with Ewan. Ewan, even though it's Ewan. Maybe it's Ewan. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember ever talking about the guy before, but he played Big Keith in the UK version of The Office, so he had a lot of fans. So I apologize uh, if I'm pronouncing his name wrong. Okay, so Mr. McIntosh, dead at the age of 50. You know him for playing Big Keith in the UK version of The Office. Uh, He is dead now. He died in Darlington, England at a residential care facility. Uh, The cause of death was not immediately clear. Hey, so it couldn't have been that. And he's only been sick for a couple of years. So it couldn't have been that. Otherwise, they would have, they would have said something, right? So just stop thinking what you're thinking about, okay? He died with his family and uh, close friends at the Willow Green Care Home. And there's going to be a private cremation for family and close friends. And a celebratory memorial later in the year. So there's that. I guess he'd been in declining health for two years. It wasn't clear what the illness was he was facing. So it couldn't have been that. Otherwise, they would have said it. Right? Right. So rest in peace. Ewan, 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 E-W-E-L, McIntosh, dead at the age of 50. So it's about time that this happened, and I'm surprised that the dog is actually still alive, to be honest with you. Uh, President Biden has, it's been reported that he's given first dog commander to relatives. Uh, We have revelations now of more brutal attacks on Secret Service employees, including one that took, uh, they had to suspend tours because there was blood all over the floor of the East Wing. (laughs) Because another agent suffered a severe deep open wound. I've got to tell you, the Secret Service agents, I know they've taken a hit. I know, I get the whole thing, but they have got to be commended for having the wherewithal not to shoot this dog. If Commander is running at me down a hallway in the East Wing, and then I'm, you know, I'm saying, I can't shoot the dog, it's the president's dog. I can't shoot the dog, it's the president's dog. And he jumps up and starts ripping into my arm. Commander is going down. We may or may not have heard about shots fired at the White House because Commander is definitely going down. Now, remember, they lied about it before. A big surprise. uh, The lies coming out of this administration that uh, the Secret Service agent lied about an attack by his prior dog, Major. So this one was Commander. So now they're shipping it off to a relative. I mean, he got them both. Didn't he get them both at a a pound or, you know, a dog adoption service so anyway i i I don't know they're shipping it off we find out now that uh he's bitten and attacked more secret service agents um there the one secret service agent had six stitches and uh on his left hand and forearm I mean, that's a wound. That's a wound. It was stitches and uh, you're, getting, you're getting taped up. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Then there was the video we had of a commander who was uh, attacking the guy out in the garden. Right? We saw that video. Uh, commander, there's no way that dog should have been in the White House or at least around people. 
Uh, I know. And, I, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, he liked them. Uh, it, there are now 24 documented incidences of dog attacks, and that's documented, uh, on, of the Secret Service during Biden's tenure in office, in addition to reports of attacks on White House staffers. So that's, that's more than 24 attacks. I mean, that's just the Secret Service agents that they're documenting. The White House staff, yeah, we don't care about them. Ah, they may or may not have been attacked. They, who knows if they're telling the truth or not. I mean, that's why we shipped off Major, the first dog, right? They shipped him off, I guess, to friends in Delaware. Uh, the neighbors, they were supposed to have more training or whatever, but Commander was fine. Commander wasn't fine at all. He's been attacking people all along. I mean, weekly. Uh, there's no way that dog, Secret Service... Uh, I commend you for not putting that dog down because I would have. I see that dog running down one of the hallways at me in the east wing and that doesn't stop him, uh, then I'm going to go ahead and put him down. I don't want to, but I'm going to have to. Maybe if they started uh, warning the dog, like you see the dog looking like he's going to start attacking and you just, he gets trained. No, I don't want to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> of course, though, uh, the president and the first lady care deeply about the safety of those who work at the White House and those who protect them every day. Do they? Do they? It's been going on now for how long? Oh, I know, since they've taken office and they don't care. They haven't cared. Uh, but despite additional dog training and leashing and working with veterinarians and consulting with animal, animal behaviorists, the White House environment simply proved too much for Commander. Gosh darn it. And uh, since... Uh, since the fall, wow, so they left us uh, since the fall. We're just finding out about this now. He has lived with other family members. We shipped him off with other family members. He might be dead. He might be buried out back. They just don't want to tell us. Yeah, we put him down. And they don't want PETA. They don't want the dog people after him. So they don't want the adoption agencies after him. They may have, they may have actually put him down. And he's buried in the garden. And uh, they just, yeah, don't tell anybody, don't say anything. And if somebody asks why the, where the dog is, we say, hey, he's with family. And someone finally has uh, asked, hey, what happened to the dog? Yeah, he's with family members. Really? Yes, he's with family members. So he, he's buried out back in the garden. Oh, and speaking of uh, governments and uh, animals, I see where uh, it's been reported now that China is planning on sending a new pair of pandas to the San Diego Zoo uh, by the end of the summer. So the U.S. and China apparently have uh, engaged in panda diplomacy uh, since the 70s. And uh, then China put an end to it. So we want our pandas back and we needed to ship them back now. Uh, send back them. And we did. So now I guess this is in this story. Funny. haha. Uh, this could be a bamboo branch between the two countries. Get it? Yeah. So we'll see uh, if uh, China actually is sending back uh, real panda bears or are they robot panda bears here to spy? We may never know. <laughs>
all-time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, I forgot to congratulate the NBA, the National Basketball Association. Uh, they set a record uh, on uh, Sunday nights, this past Sunday night's NBA All-Star Game. I'm sure you watched it. Uh, it broke the record for the most points scored in the league's 73-year history. Uh, the total uh, points scored, 397 points. <laughs> <laughs> East beat the West 211 to 186. Uh, that was up from the previous record of 374 total points scored, but that only happened way back in 2017. So it's been, what, six, seven years for them to break the record uh, that you thought you were going to thought in 2017 you thought the 374 was going to stand forever no not until this year when east beats west 211 to 186 so congratulations to the nba uh, all-stars for breaking and now having the record for the most points scored in a game in the nba's 73 year history congratulations now, I thought we were done with uh, monkeypox, but apparently not. Uh, people are still getting it. It's still out there. And uh, there was a documented case of monkeypox of a school staffer in Philadelphia, in the Philadelphia public schools. Well, uh, sure, the exposure happened at Richmond Elementary School. Sure, the teacher has a confirmed case of the virus. But, uh, well... Monkey, I called it monkeypox, and I apologize. Mpox is spread through skin-to-skin contact with an infected person who has sores or scabs. And symptoms are, you know, fever, headache, muscle aches, rash that can range from mild to painful. They appear a week or two uh, weeks after exposure, though not sexually transmitted. But it can be. Uh, Mpox is uh, most often spread through sexual contact. Yeah, because it can be i know look i know you can get it without sexual contact and which is an issue uh, especially to kids in elementary school but uh the kids and the staff at the school are fine and they don't even worry about it so why don't you just shut up and quit your complaining okay the department of public health was notified and there was a potential of low level exposure as far as we know now this teacher or this employee at the school was not having sex with any of the students at the school we may find out later that's uh actually happening but we don't know that now so everything is fine so if your kids go to richmond elementary school in philadelphia uh and you're not aware of the mpox slash monkeypox employee teacher at the school um you are now, and uh, if your kids started, uh, you know, having a fever, headache, muscle aches, and a rash, uh, I would double check that. Okay, it might not just be an everyday sickness, but that's just me. 
that's just me because the health department says it's fine so why don't you just quit your whining <laughs> we weren't whining we didn't even know jeff i know but now you do so you can you can whine uh the fda speaking of health though i see where the fda has given a green light to medication for managing severe food allergies such as those with milk eggs and nuts okay well that's great then right now the medication meant for regular intake every few weeks aims to lower the risk of reactions gradually wait so it's not an actual cure no we're aiming to lower the risk of reactions gradually to allergies to those of milk eggs and nuts okay uh geez that's that sounds great uh, what, how much what, how much is it going to cost well look it's priced two thousand nine hundred dollars a month for children and uh, five thousand dollars a month for adults <laughs> <laughs> that's it though now it says in the story with potential insurance coverage to mitigate costs so they don't even know if insurance is going to cover it there's a potential there for insurance to mitigate the cost but good luck now again they also say look it's not going to eliminate food allergies or it's not it's not going to allow patients to consume food allergens freely well then what the hell are you taking it for well the repeated use will help reduce the health impact if accidental if accidental exposure occurs oh so i can spend as an adult five thousand dollars a month to take this medication <laughs> that's going to lower the risk of reactions gradually and if i by accident i don't know have an egg it will reduce the health impact of my accidental exposure to eggs that sounds great all right i've got the joke of the day uh, emailed to me from jay uh, jay emailed chewing the fat at the blaze.com with the joke of the day here we go this is from jay not me i got nothing to do with this joke okay his name was bubba he was from mississippi and he needed a loan so he walked into a bank in new york city and asked for the loan officer told the loan officer that he was going to paris for an international redneck festival for two weeks and needed to borrow five thousand dollars and that he was not a depositor of the bank the bank officer told him that the bank would need some form of security for the loan so the redneck handed over the keys to his new ferrari the car was parked on the street in front of the bank the redneck produced the title and everything checked out the loan officer agreed to hold the car as collateral for the loan and apologized for having to charge 12 percent interest later the bank's president and its officers enjoyed a good laugh at the redneck from the south for using a two hundred fifty thousand dollar ferrari as collateral for a five thousand dollar loan an employee of the bank then drove the ferrari to the bank's private underground garage and parked it two weeks later the redneck returned repaid the five thousand dollars and the interest of $23.07. The loan officer said, Sir, we're very happy to have had your business, and this transaction has worked out very nicely, but we're still a little puzzled here at the bank. Uh, while you were away, we checked you out on Dunn and Bradstreet and found you are a distinguished alumni of Old Miss University, highly sophisticated investor, and a multimillionaire with real estate and financial interests all over the world. Your investments include a large number of wind turbines around Sweetwater, Texas. What puzzles us is why would you bother to borrow $5,000? And uh, the redneck replied, 
where else in New York City can I park my car for two weeks for only $23.07 and expect it to be there when I return? (laughs) I guess the moral of the story is to keep an eye on those Southern boys just because they talk funny doesn't mean that they're stupid. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.